Alright everyone, welcome to our third episode of the Rogue Quarry Tower. I am Tim, writer for the Late Night Players, editor. Joined as always by the William Record and my Jean-Luc Picard, my brother Rob. Hi. And then, Doesn't get old. And then the Diana Troy, to his Riker, Shauna. Hey everybody. What do you mean it doesn't get old? No. You do realize I have a whole list of yeah. bromances to... Mm -hmm. I believe it. Go on. Do your podcast. I see how it's going to be today. Alright. So we have a fun little topic. Uh, we're going to discuss other trading card games that we're really into or that we'd like to you know, spend some more time getting a chance to play. But before that, a couple of things. First off, we have a new segment. Relic Quarry Tower Mailbag, which is currently empty. So if you guys have any questions or ideas, please send them to thelatenightplayers at gmail.com and we'll talk about them on air. Uh, second thing is we have some news. First and foremost, Ravensburger announced Orkanis Chapter 2. I'm sure you two are excited for that. Especially Winnie yeah. the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. She's some Winnie the Pooh. So let's see here. It is called... Rise of the Floodborne. Interesting name. Over 200 new cards with Winnie the Pooh and Tina making their appearance. Am I saying that name right? That's one from The Princess and the Frog, right? Tiana. Tiana, sorry, thank you. Uh, they're also introducing characters from movies like The Jungle Books, Snow White, Great Mouse Detective, Pinocchio, Zootopia, and Raya the Last Dragon. I am excited for Sisu. The set introduces a new keyword, Resist. That reduces damage. We got two new starters, Amber Sapphire and Amethyst Steel, a new Illuminara Trove, two new playmats, and of course new sleeves. What I was talking about earlier that I'm excited about though is that Disney 100 edition. Reprints of those powerful cards with all new artwork from different Disney animators. So what's the first thing on your list to get? That Disney 100 set. I really want that. It does look pretty cool. Sean, what about you? I my first on my list is to get the Winnie the Pooh card so that Rob doesn't run into the street. It's a common from what it looks like, so I hope to God it's easy to get. What if that one there gets a uh, enchanted treatment? I don't think it would. I think it was all the high high super rares. No, the legendaries they had. Oh, from the first set. I think those were the only enchanted ones. I could be wrong. I could be completely off base, but. No, I don't think they would do that. I'm sure there is. Well, there's only one Tigger in the set one. I'm going to say maybe there Because I know, like, Mickey Mouse had one version of every rarity and every color, I think. So. Well, could get that. Maybe Winnie the Pooh could, too. Yep. Which would be great. So it looks like that's coming out when? December 1st. December 1st? Well, that's mass market. Local game stores will get November 17th. So there we go there. Alright. Next bit of news is Magic the Gathering will be releasing on September 14th. So hopefully when this comes out, it'll be that morning. If not, it'll be the next day. Depending on when I get this podcast posted. But they're doing Magic the Gathering Festival in a Box, Las Vegas 2023. It looks to be $250, I believe. Could be wrong with that. But it comes with a Mystery Booster Convention box and a Chaos Draft Booster Grab Back. Uh, the bundle also includes a special secret lair 
It is the Mox Tantalite, Mox Opal, and a brand new Soul Ring. Cool. And then there's a special secret layer of Relentless, Relentless Rats. That's actually kind of adorable. What do you think? Soul Ring. Yeah, Soul Ring is nice. Think you'll pick this up? No. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to do that, you might as well just go to no. Vegas. No, 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 Okay. No, probably not. You said mystery boosters? That's the convention. I did like mystery boosters when I got some, but I mean, nothing to write home about. Yeah, I'm not. Let's see here. Double check myself to make sure. Maybe spend two hundred fifty dollars for that soul ring. Last bit of news, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it, considering how much we love the format. But Sheldon Minery. One of the founding members of the rules committee and generally considered to be one of the original creators of the format has passed away earlier this week. Uh, never had a chance to ever meet the guy or play any games, but all in all, he was considered a standout guy and a, a pillar of the community. Man, that really sucks. What a tragic, tragic loss that we all suffered this past week. I know I love Commander, and it was, it's what got me into Magic, and reignited my love of trading card games, so that really sucks. It does. It really does. But I'm taking it seriously now, and he doesn't know what to say. I, oh, that's definitely staying in. So, I appreciate everything that guy did for Magic. It sucks that other people are pissing all over it now. Yeah. Who do we have to blame for uh, $120 Commander decks, Tim? The head of Watsi and Hasbro. Oh, man. God, can you come back and take them instead? All right. On to our main topic. God damn it. <laughs> I love the, the, way you, the way you said that. The way you looked up the like, God, come and take those people instead. I, th I thought it was funny. I'm taking it seriously. It's a very tragic thing. The guy seemed pretty great. Look at his pictures. He looked like a sweet old man. Main topic for today is other trading card games that we enjoy to play or ones that we'd really like to get into if we just, you know, had a little bit more time. So, Rob, why don't you kick us off? What is one that you really enjoy playing or one that you would like to try more of? I would like to get more into uh, two games, actually. Okay, what are they? Uh, Lorcana and One Piece. I know we've played some games with Lorcana, but not as much to justify me and Sean up and you almost dying at Gen Con to get it. God, that tracks. Uh, go back and listen to the episode one where we reach, uh, recall our fun Gen Con adventures. We're going to be at a Bob Evans in 20 years with this being our nom. Three old people just recounting the war. And the scalpers have gotten so horrible with it. They're trying to get what they can before the start of the year when they... The river's bigger just floods the market. market. Like round two of set one. My only, my only concern is with Arcana, not to derail from the idea of that's the one you want to play more of. It's, just, it's hard to get excited for a game you can't just go and buy. If that makes any sense. Like, they just announced set two today, but cool, where can people go buy a booster box that's not $400? I just want at least one of every card, and I don't really care about the enchanted ones. I'm just trying to get one of every card. I mean, it's a fun game. It is a fun game. 
And I love the artwork. The artwork's freaking phenomenal. But I've always, I've always loved that what if alternate Disney art stuff. Yeah, it reminds me of Mirrorverse. I would love to get the I keep looking at those Mirrorverse toys. Is it McFarlane that puts them out? Yeah. Especially like it's a this fun game. Mirrorverse is pretty fun. Yep. So what's the other game that you were in? One Piece. Oh, freaking One Piece. What would you say really attracts you to that one? One Piece. No, just the IP? One Piece. The art's really beautiful. They do uh, mostly manga art, I'm pretty sure. And they do some anime. But it's a fun game. Reminds me of, say, Y Shorts meets Pokemon in a way. No. Now, I know you compared to Dragon Ball Super at one point. Yeah, I don't know. It... White Schwartz is definitely the big one, I think, that they borrow a lot from with, like, the triggers and stuff like that. Okay. Very fun game. Very fun game. And uh, go check out the live-action Netflix show. That's also very good. And got me really wanting to play more of it. Okay. Has nothing to do with it, but nope, you're one okay. piece is one piece. Yeah, crazy for it. Yeah, why well, I paint my miniatures, I'm now watching the One Piece anime. Getting through that. Shauna, what's what's one of your games that you enjoy going going back to or would like to really get going? Well, we played that Battle Saga, and it is very complicated, but I did really enjoy the art, and I really enjoyed playing it. That's the other Bandai game, correct? Yes. Right. And I feel like I am dumb when it comes to it, but we only played one game. And I would like to get better at that. But of course, I'm going to play more One Piece and Pokemon and all the There's things. a million of them. Oh, yeah. I'd like to bust out that Avatar deck. That'd be pretty cool. For Y Shorts? Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of that, that is one I, I want to play more of. I don't I don't know why I don't. I used to, We used to keep a, a Y deck with us at all times. Like, you had the Kill the Kill starter. I had Sword Art Online. Yep. And then I went way too heavy at Gen Con when they released the uh, the original Attack on Titan set. I was like, oh, I was going to get a signature card. Nope. Still never got one. And then well, you picked me up the 10th anniversary Sword on Online animation set this past year at Gen Con. Yeah. Which I just love Sword on Online. You got any others that you're really big? Um, we were at that uh, we're at a cute little shop called Miso's in Louisville. And they had booster boxes. And I asked if they had any starters, but they were out. So I guess in certain areas it's getting big, but Grand Archive? See, I've, I would not mind trying that one either. I hear good, good, good things. I don't remember... Ever, I don't remember seeing it at Gen Con. So they had a small two-table booth that was off in the back corner. I want to say it was like the second or third aisle. As a matter of fact, it was the aisle right next to where you guys got your... Um, what were those dice? The $70 dice? Dispel? Yeah, they were on the aisle next to Dispel. They had a banner, and all that they had with them was they had... Um, Special engraved alcove deck boxes featuring art of one of their characters. And then they had a convention 
I don't know if it was like a sampler box or whatever, but it had three boosters that had reprints of tournament promos and stuff like that. Uh, okay, yeah, that yeah, because I, I saw somebody, somebody was walking around with a Grand Archive bag, and I stopped and I was like, where'd you get that? And he said, it's over in that aisle, and I went. I've, I was going to pick up a booster box, but they didn't have any, like, boxes or decks, which was su sucks a little bit, but their their second set just now came out, I think. Yeah, I feel like that would be a, a game that I'd be interested in trying as well. Uh, it checks all those boxes. It's got that high-end fantasy, plus it's got that anime art. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely get behind that one. What about you, Tim? Well, I already said Weiss. No, you can't take arms. I know. Uh, Cartwright Vanguard is one that we were huge on for a while. I know. Picked up the stride decks for Chrono Jet and Masa Link Joker's Messiah. But we just don't play that one like we used to either. No, because it's always magic. That's because. RIP and Peace Pub. But yeah, Cartwright Vanguard would be one. Sean, you got any others? Wait, you, you said you wanted two. That's only one for you. She said One Piece, Battle Spears, Pokemon. Okay, my apologies. She said she wanted to play Bandai. So, <laughs> gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all. So Cartwright Vanguard is definitely would be my number one to play more of. Because I've got three or four. For Overdress, the third... Is that the third reboot? Second reboot. Third. How, what? Third. Third, okay. So you... We've got the five original starters, but I've yet to build a Overdress era deck. That's why I picked up the Stride decks. Mm -hmm. I have five G era decks. Because I was playing Shadow Paladin, Kagero... Link Joker. Why is one escaping me? Grand Blue. I was building that Grand Blue deck. I feel like I had two decks for Link Joker. Then you had Chrono, Golden. Oh, we both have the uh, Aichi Sendo. Royal Paladin. Royal Paladin. Yeah, I forgot about that one. So many good decks. Yeah. Just fun. Uh,. Like I said, Weiss would be another big one I'd want to get back into. But one that I can't wait, because I know we're going to be doing something with it in November, Universes. Oh, yeah. I went so heavy into that once uh, Cowboy Bebop and the Yu Hakusho set came out. And then it all became about My Hero Academia, which isn't a bad thing. It's just that was the only format that they were supporting, and it just kind of made me lose interest. But... November comes Jetburn, has the brand new artwork, or card styles, two new starter decks. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what their new IP is. Mm, yeah. I still, think it's gonna be, I still think it's going to be something Nintendo-related. It's going to be Magic the Gathering. You think Magic the Gathering and Universes? Yep. Because what was the clues that they gave us? I am not repeating anything for risk that somebody will lose their job. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I heard no rumors. People at a certain booth that were in line with us. I, I'll yeah. just say if, if if there was to be anything to be a large IP launch, it would have to be something that is either super, super established, like Nintendo, 
Because you can imagine Smash Brothers, but in a card game form. And then the other idea, too, would be wrestling. WWE. No. That's not going to be it. Hmm. First off, they already had wrestling games. Yes. They had that big ring and everything for it. Oh, that was for, that was for Upper Decks, AEW, for two-player versus. Yeah. So that's completely different. I'm just saying. I refuse to believe that it'd be wrestling. Yeah. Because that's not something that everybody in Gen Con would care about. Yeah. No wrong. So I'm thinking it's going to be something with either like I could see a Godzilla one, but Magic's already done that. I could see. I was almost thinking the uh, Sentai stuff. Like not the not the American Power, Ranger. Power Rangers, but like the Japanese because everybody loves that. They love Common Rider, like those are big properties. Turtles. Now, turtles. Now Jason, the original owner of UFS or Jasco Games, he always talked about in all their little Jasco or Jawfist episodes that if he could have one IP that he would do almost anything to get, Teenage Mutant Turtles was one of them. However, it was such an expensive IP. Especially after uh, Nickelodeon bought it. That's fair. But that would be an awesome one. One I one I know wouldn't appeal to everybody, but I think would just be fun. Even if they just did it as their two-player versus decks, horror-themed. Like a Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers. Like have, have decks completely set to the big killers. I know what it is. What? Only fans the card game. Yeah. It's got something for everybody. You know, to start recording this stuff where people can see your face when you do that. Like video recording it. No oh, man, I don't want I don't want people to see how torn up I was about Magic. Alright, Sean, do you have another game that you're interested in? I really don't think he likes me this episode. <laughs> I this love is you. Rob with a headache. <laughs> this is Rob being Rob. Okay. Uh I've done things your way, Tim. A digital deck box thing. Now I get to be me. Yep. What about puppies? Nintendogs, the card game. Scooby Doo. That'd be pretty sweet. Well, this you just do is go to. Uh, if Hills still went to Gen Con, just have their uh, marketing guy go up there and be like, okay, how many of these IPs are dead? How many of these can we? Bella Sarah, Scooby Doo, Austin Powers, Barbie. The card game. Uh, I can see Margot Robbie or Ryan Gosling, Ken and Barbie as a fighter in UFS. Oh, yeah. I mean, I got Barbie Uno, Bar so... If you want to call it UFS, Universes, I keep forgetting, different name change. I just know I'm just waiting for the second set of Yu Yu Hakusho. Because they tease with the box topper about the Dark Tournament. I need me a Yoko uh, Kurama fighter. Alright. Do you have another one, Sean? I would really like to... Subjugate all of you to playing every single one of my Unos. That's that's what I want to get on. Oh, you want technically me? a card game, so suck it. I mean, you you are the Uno queen, so there is the uh, ultimate Uno that is. That's true. I would like to deck build card game. game. I've never got to play it yet, so yeah. Well, there we go. Add it to the list. That could be your game that we play. Mm-hmm. When your dice comes up. But I will say that I just saw the new world record uh, Uno holder. Yeah. What is it? You want to guess how many Uno this person has? 5,700. Oh. 
gosh. There's not that many. Dang, he went high. Yeah. He went way too high. Now, now it's going to seem like nothing. Boy. Yeah, now it's not as impressive. 322. Uh, he did stipulate that's games and... I can't remember what else he said. Like, it's... Uno items. Yeah. Not just Uno games. So, but... That's still very impressive. In the Uno community... I know. In the Uno community, they call it... If it, it's different if it has different packaging as well. So you can have, like, dose and you can have the 10 dose, and that's two different games. Mm, okay. What about if it's regular old Uno Flip? Well, it's not regular old, but let's say regular Uno. But you've got Uno, but then you've also got Uno from Europe, Uno from Japan. Different. Okay, so as long as it's different languages. Mm -hmm. Well, then shit, Sean, you should be able to beat that. Right when you start buying the foreign language copies. The box, the only thing that would be in a different language would be the boxes. The cards are all universal. It'd still be hard, man. Man, you're, you're a third of the way there. I, like, I feel like I have a lot, and I have like 50-something. Okay, you're a sixth of the way there. Okay, this is going to be... really is not that... I mean, that is quite a bit still. Yeah. you got to at least have the record in Evansville, Indiana. Okay, that's it. We're, we're calling it right now on this podcast. Go for 2024. By the end of Gen Con 2024... Shauna will have the world record for the most, the largest Uno collection. Yep, I would sell the house. Yep. Oh come on, I can't they're like ten bucks a, a game. Sometimes more. Not if you do the print ones. No. Spend some time on eBay. They paint the line, bud. It is. It is cutthroat out there. Especially the RT series. Oh my god. For Uno? Yes. I actually was able to get my hands on the last drop, so I'm excited. Yeah. That's the first one I've been able to get into because it usually sells out within 10 minutes. So yeah, For the RT series from Mattel Creations? Yes. You can only get it on the Mattel's Creations website. You have to have a login for it. And you have to be basically ready and waiting. Ready to do it once you work. Uh-huh. Well, if I... anybody that listens to this podcast wants to donate some Uno, contact Tim. At the late night players at Gmail. Yep. Donate to the cause. I'm sorry. I'm kind of flabbergasted. I did not realize it was that. It's like, cutthroat, like, man. I, I knew that there was fans. I remember Gen Con. The, guys, the people that were there, plus you, that one guy that kept messaging you on Facebook wanting to buy your stuff that you were picking up. But damn. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it's ugly. Thank you for teaching me something new. I, I mean that very sincerely. Because now when I go out to, like, I love going to... Uh, flea markets and stuff with mom if i see anything uno related i'll know hey beyond it's weird that you didn't already have that idea for sure well i always think about it in terms of like when i go to the store when i'm online and i'm thinking about new i never think about trying to find out of print or foreign language editions yeah so what's it all it's pretty hard my mom just found my first uno attack at my grandma's house, so I'm pretty excited about that. Well, just remember, if you need the help breaking over the record, I do have the Ghostbuster Uno you bought me from uh, that one time. Nope, that's all yours. Thanks, yours. Uh, not if it gets her a world record. Borrow it. I will, I will sign over ownership so she can get in that book. You, know, you cool. just don't want the lady Ghostbuster Uno. I don't have that one. I've got the original. No, I got him the original. Oh. Because I'm awesome. Okay. Yeah, because it was that and the oh, Ghostbuster. Oh, yeah, because you said if you ever found that, he obviously would not want it. Oh, oh, sorry. That's the Chantel Martin Uno Artist Series. That is really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
It's ugly. <laughs> it's not I'm, ugly. Art is subjective. It's no, subjectively no, no. ugly. <laughs> no, it's saying it's ugly to try to get it. No, the cards are beautiful. <laughs> See, it should be like it should be like the one thing I got to give Wizards credit for with the secret layers, not how many that they do, but the fact that it's printed demand for ninety percent of them. As long as you order it, you get it. I wish certain things were like that. All right, so let's move away from Uno. Rob, you got anything else? Card game wise that you wanna? I'll head out. What? No. There's. Oh. See, I'm. I'm no good at this. Um. No, that's really what I want to play. I mean, I know I bought Flesh and Blood, and we never got to that. But people around were a little bit too tryhardy. Oh that God, game, yes. I didn't want to. I honestly just did not want to get into that. Now I won't lie. I am tempted to get the Tolarian College. Four-player blitz deck because oh, it's supposed yeah. to be. Well, no, the idea behind it is for it to be a four-player format, similar to Commander. Which, if it's just, could you just keep them in a box and if you want to play it, you play it. If you don't, you don't. It's like, why did you bring up Commander again? Tim, there are other things than Tolarian College. I'm sorry, I enjoy the professor's content. You guys should. Hey, you need to like, hey, like, be like, hey, man, I need to collab with you. Uh, late night players isn't that big yet. That's your goal. You got to dream big, bud. If I'm supposed to get 400 copies of Uno in a year, you can do that. You don't need 400. You've already got like 60. You did say you had some already. Yeah, so I'm you need like 350. That's nothing. Um, Tim, if you want to be a winner, you got to think like a winner, bud. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of any other ones that I really want to. I know we did our little dead game society for a little while, and that was fun, but... People jacked the price up on that. Yay, pandemic. Well, this is going to turn out to be a really short one after I clean up the editing. Oh, my God. Why are you cleaning it up? Because there's a lot of dead... Let stuff. the people know. Tim, we all have feelings, and we need to be able to express those feelings in an open, safe environment. That's what, that's what the Late Night Players is all about. Open, safe, and inclusive. All right, so we're at 40 minutes already. Does anybody else have anything else they want to talk about on the topic? I mean, not really. It's kind of a... Short topic to discuss? Yeah, I mean... Well, this is my fault. This was a last-minute plan topic because the way I usually do everything, this week kind of got thrown in shambles. But, okay, so let's move away from the main topic and real fast. Does anybody have anything they want to plug? Well, first off, we uh, got some new paints at the game store in Louisville called Misos, and they are very, very cool. They're from Turbo Dork. We ended up getting a red metallic named Red Rum, a Scarab Color Shift Green, and what else? Got like a pink orange one. Uh, there was Radium and Sugar Rush. Or the two yeah, that were Sugar here. Rush is a like iridescent pink to orange color shift. And Radium is a metallic gold. And I feel like it's going to make all these minis pop. Oh, yeah. Rob's been painting my giant Reaper King Cobra like while we've been doing this. And it looks phenomenal. That does look nice. I didn't know there was color shift mini paints, so I was pretty excited about it. Don't you have an event coming up? Me? Yeah. So it's halfway over. 
You have the uh, one you just signed up for? Yeah. Um, so, November 25th, I'll be at the first Coven's... Which is Coven's... I can't remember what the exact name of that one is. Um, Wait, my, November 25th? They're doing it on Black Friday weekend? Yes. Don't worry about it. Witches don't give a fun. Maybe it's a full right. moon. I mean, it might be... I did just... Dates like that always confuse me because, like, there was a comic book convention I was going to sign up for to be in R.S. Alley, and they decided that they were going to run it Thanksgiving through that Sunday. Who in their right mind is going to a convention? People are out. With their Who's going to go to a convention to shop? Well, they should be out shopping. Well, no. <laughs> Talk about being with their families. Okay, so while she's looking that up, Rob, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, no, you know, I've just been kind of like, just kind of drifting through. Uh, just vibing. Any plans for the relaunch of uh, Horror Movie Horrors? Nah, man. I don't know what's relaunching about it. We've been doing TikTok, you know. Well, no, you discussed relaunching the podcast. I mean, it's not really been shut down. It's kind of on pause while we've been moving. Uh, no, I stand corrected. I apologize. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's all good. Um, no, that's about it. You know, Horror Movie Horrors. Uh, go to our website, TikTok, podcast. Um, that's about it. We just posted our reaction to some Splatterpunk books. Yeah, uh, pretty gross, pretty gross. Very gross. Oh, the ones you told me about last yes. time? Oh. And we are getting ready to start doing some horror movie a day challenges. Yeah. So, yeah, working on one right, right now. And so that should be pretty fun. You can come play along with us. The event is called the First Annual Witches Market. Oh, the event you're doing? Okay. Yes. So that's November 25th. And it's in Evansville. And it's ran by the Three Corners Pagan Circle. So I thought that might kind of be fun. And then I'm also going to be at Evansville RaptorCon, which is in December, December 9th, I believe. Then also their horror convention. Yeah, in their March. horror convention in March. I can't remember off the top of my head what day that is. Well, that's fine. That's uh, March far second and third. And I'm so excited because Arthur Clown's going to be there. Nice. Yeah. So come get some glow in the dark, crazy stuff. Have fun. Well, I will have links to all your guys' stuff in the uh, description, like always. And for well, you, you guys, have the plug, this podcast, uh, the website, trying to grow our YouTube numbers. Uh, of course, we got the Patreon. There you go. And on that note, we will <laughs> see you all uh, you in a fortnight. See what you can do with dice out of his butt. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Good, leave it. <laughs> I'm sure you would leave it in, you pervert. <laughs> all right. For the late night players, I'm Tim. Have fun. See you all later. No, you gotta close out like you normally do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. This is him for the late night players saying, keep your dice warm and happy gaming. Ah, keep them warm with the butt. <laughs>